Of me? Oh, thanks. Um, it's um, it's, it's nice great to be here. To be here. Uh, Wait, you know, I, is it good for me to be here? It's for great for here? me to be here. Okay, great. It's great that you're here, Chris. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. But let's let's list the things that we know so far. It's great to be here. And for you're, me, and, you're in. and for you, great. and we're both here. Great. A third thing that no one knows yet is that we also have a third person here. Oh yes, that's right. It's Doctor Movies. Doctor Movies. The doctor is in the house. (laughs) Public access movies show. Doctor Movies. Doctor Movies in uh, Milwaukee. Ben, if you had a public access movie show, (laughs) if you had a public access movie show, what was the first movie you would? I don't know. That's a tough one. Where's my public access show? Milwaukee. Yeah. Or um, well, on theme, Phoenix, Arizona, or Forks, Washington. If I were to do uh, in Forks. I feel like uh, this might not be fun, but you would have to do Twilight, right? In Forks because it's there. Sure. In Arizona, I would probably... You don't think the people in Forks have maybe seen Twilight? (laughs) Probably not. They don't even know anything about it there. (laughs) They're like, what's this? Why are you in my town? (laughs) Um, For Arizona, I would choose um, On the Town. Mm. Look, everyone needs to see On the Town. Especially Phoenix, Arizona, on the opposite side of the country. Because what people who don't live in New York City love is people from any either coast, really, actually telling them you have to come to our big city. They love being told this is where culture is where you live. There's nothing. And Milwaukee? Milwaukee, I would probably do Paul Verhoeven's Showgirls. Mm, pretty good. That one was just I was waiting cuff. for him to say the tramp, but. Come a lady are. and the? No. Yeah, the full title there would be Lady and the The Tramp. <laughs> it's about a woman who sees the movie The Tramp. Lady and the The Tramp. Uh, it's it's a woman who sees The Tramp. Yeah, and it's about like a, it changes her life. And um, I would read this short story. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. So yeah, we're here with Dr. Movies Ben, um, which means it is... Movie time. Movie, beep, beep, boo, movie, movie time. time. What's great about watching? Grab your popcorn, oh. you fucks. Oh, sit your. We're earning that explicit today. <laughs> your asses down. Buckle in. We got to watch this bad boy. A movie I've only seen one time. Uh, yeah, we haven't watched it yet. We're going to take a break in a second and watch it. And Ben, what are you? Do you remember anything from the other ones? I feel bad because I only remember the first one. Sure. Because of how stylized it was, Mm -hmm. for better or for worse. (laughs) The second one, I remember vaguely some parts. I would not be able to put it together. So I will probably have a lot of questions during this one about what I should know (laughs) and just forget and what is actually new information. Yeah. Oh, I'll say... No one should know any of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, sh- this, should, this should be lobotomized from me. Um, my big question is, does anyone remember what scores we gave the previous two movies? I think we oh. gave the first one a three. Maybe. And the second one a 2.5. I, re- I just remember that I like the first one more. more. Mm. We, we decided that maybe things about the second one were better movie things. But that the first one is better. The the sum of its parts were a lot better in the yeah. first movie. As an objective, I guess maybe not objective. As a viewer looking back at it as yes. someone who wasn't a fan. I'm sure if I was a fan, I would have liked the second one more because it would have felt more like a like a legitimate movie. There's sure. more meat to chew on and they're giving it more Hollywoodness. Money. Yeah. But looking back at it, the first one was just really fun. It is just more fun. Um, this one I expect no fun. No, because also we're in right in the we're in the peak of like this really is the moment for this franchise. Yeah. So we're now reaching the widest possible audience. We're gonna have fan think, service. Yeah. We're gonna have horniness. Those are two things I think we're guaranteed. I desperately need this movie is designed for midnight premieres for Jacob to take a shirt off. This is designed for the tent scene, everyone to scream. 
Yeah. That's this movie. So get ready for there to be a tent and screaming. I'm we'll excited. scream for you. I will probably scream as well. Ooh. Ooh. Dr. Movies. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? I'm ready. I've already buckled up for this crazy ride. Okay. We'll be back. Credits have rolled. Whew. Where is the post-credit scene? Um, yeah, where's the there Marvel? There should be an epilogue. Yes, there's a whole epilogue in the book, Ben, where we see Jacob just, I guess, just mad and turning into wolf, maybe forever. Yeah, he's pretty sexist, and then he turns into a wolf and runs away. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like him. Because um, he ends this being like, I guess this is our life now, Bella. We're not in love. And then he gets a wedding invitation. Mm. That's, that's the dagger. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the final. That's the, the 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 nail in the coffin. Yeah. The proof in the pudding. That is the the top let's, on that let's, tree. Let's just okay. cut that. Let's make that the top of this tree. Um, Ben, first impressions. Um, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to think. Ben, the movie we watched is called Eclipse. Okay. Um, of for a movie called Eclipse, they showed us a full moon, but no, did. nothing close to an eclipse. Well, they the logo, which has swirly spin. The logo looks The logo was very 2011. Yes, the movie. I, I guess we can get into this later. But what I gained from Eclipse, which was lacking in New Moon, I lost from New Moon coming into Eclipse. So I feel like they are quite even. Ah. But they, I see. Okay, I was going to say, can you do you the gained, algebra for me? You gained yeah. horniness back. You lost any coherence. I didn't know how much I should share, but yes, I, I gained horniness, but I lost any sense of pacing in a film. Time, place. Then the amount of times that I've gained horniness but lost any amount of pacing, <laughs> it, is, it is a problem. Um, <laughs> Am I right, <laughs> Listen, I... I am um, Ben. We're Look, gonna. We, just, we need to get more boys on this. <laughs> get <podcast. out. laughs> I want to know, um, Ben. You're our most traditional guest. That's true. Um, ben is married. He's married. He lives a very traditional lifestyle. Um, do you feel represented in this film? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I felt like I was done justice by the Twilight series. Wow. I was watching this movie thinking like, especially this tent sequence we'll get to, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. How that dialogue would not be written. Yeah. Nine years later. Yeah. Like, I I feel like they would have managed to either get out of that sequence. But just two men fighting over a sleeping woman. Yeah. Is not a yeah, good look. Yeah, it's not look. good. That That's happens not, verbatim in the book. Like, we, not that chivalry is dead by any, right. but like a, a sort of like revised style of chivalry. That's like a very ancient, even when yeah. uh, Edward is like, I would, I, I, I'm I'm old school. I would ask your father for your hand before yeah. we have. Well, he would ask her father before even kissing her. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he would, well, he would steal a couple. Oh, I he see. Did, he I would see. steal a couple kisses. And get a couple official And he would later. court and drink iced tea on the porch. Honestly, cute. <laughs> I see yeah. on the porch. I was surprised at how, like, within a matter of nine, I'm I'm interested to see what these next two will do. Um, Nothing good. No, this movie <laughs> I can't made, imagine. But this movie made me feel like uh, I got nothing out of reading the book, and it didn't get much out of the movie. So was, why did we not skip this entire? The, the problem sequence? here is that we really ran out of things to talk about by the end of Eclipse because nothing was happening, and now I feel like the movie ended, and I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> I. The whole thing with Victoria, I thought we were going to get some sort of cliffhanger or she was going to narrowly escape, and but it just ends and everything's tied up and they're I married. I think because Stephanie decided she wanted like a bad guy vampire to have in her book, and then she realized it's actually not that fun or she was uninterested in writing that story. So she's like, I guess I do have to finish it because I published a book yeah, where it's a problem. Steph cannot write battles. So no. she goes through leaps and bounds to avoid writing any battles, as we'll continue to see in the saga. But more importantly, in terms of writing, since we're talking about the movie, this movie was so badly written. I will say that this adaptation was the laziest adaptation of a book. It is just chapter by chapter, one to one. 
they add a couple of scenes of like the bad guy but vampires playing exactly That's when it. and how they happen in yeah. the book. There was no sense of um, what we loved about the first movie so much was that she, Catherine, took this movie and said, "Let me put." Let me make some edits. Let me um, change kind of the perspective of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And instead, this movie said, what if we just get our money from the studio and make this one-to-one adaptation and let Kristen Stewart and Rob just kind of lazily act their <laughs> way through it? Well, and the, I would like to go back and watch it and count how many scenes there are of your top three big stars all in the shot at the same time. Because that's what they're relying on. Here. Yeah, they're, for they're, sure. They They have... Fully given up. This on is a star driven yeah. film. It's very, it's poorly written, but you're, I mean, you are kind of giving the audience what it wants in 2011. Very much. I think that. the other big thing here that's going on is, um, I lost it. You know, I really, I <laughs> know, set it no up. Things going on. There's I no set big it up ideas. And there's just nothing there. All we can oh, really man, talk about are like, bug me. Are, this movie, because it's um, cotton candy. Um, there. All we can talk about is like the aesthetics of it. Yeah, let's, go, like through trappings. The, let's go through the bracket that we've set up in the pr- oh, previous yeah. two episodes. Our uh, rubric. Our rubric, which usually starts with acting. Pick whatever category you'd like. We'll start let's with, start with we'll the start act, with the performance. Yeah, I remember the now. thing I was going to say, oh, and yeah. it fits right into acting. Great, let's do it. Which is that there were at least three beats between every line of dialogue. Yeah. You know, a good scene of any type of medium has ebbs and flows, right? The actors step over each other. They wait long times. It's fast. It's slow. Characters are winning and losing and pushing. And- I think the, the best example of pausing that I can hearken to uh, recently is Fleabag. Fleabag is all about the pauses and the looks between Fleabag and the priest, right? And then they talk really fast and then they pause and look. None of that happens. Instead, it's like sentence, pause, pause, pause. It's next like um, the- I started counting. It was like five seconds. <laughs> I'm I'm generally uh, not someone who utilizes like the critique of this could be shorter. It could be shorter because I I do think that most filmmakers are making their movies long for a reason. But this mm-hmm. was you could really cut. A lot of your dialogue spacing down to get down like, under two hours. The editor like, either did not have efficient. enough. Go ahead. Yeah, no, there was no, there was no <laughs> sense of efficiency in the scenes. Yeah, it's. I was going to say it's like the editor either didn't have enough or had just like two takes. So yep. <laughs> they were like, I don't have anything to work with. So every scene has to just be well, full dailies that we have and just hope that's enough. They're laying in bed during that one sequence and it is just shot reverse shot for yeah. five, six minutes. Yeah. It's um like, well, getting back to acting before I get to just, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> composition I'll, I'll reel it in. <laughs> um, um, I was going to say, it's like everyone took a book out of the Anthony Hopkins school of acting. He... <laughs> If for some reason, whatever, he's acting. I really enjoy his pauses. Right. Not even in normal sentence, like, clauses. He'll he just, just in the middle, in the middle of, of words. He'll just say the. It's Shakespearean. Is, it's good. Yeah. yeah. But also these people, I, I like Kristen and Rob as actors. Yeah. But you can tell they do not care about this script. I think this is when we've really, we really start to see how little, especially Kristen, cares about this at all i think also this is like peak the celebrity of it and i think they also don't like that it's also when Kristen's career is taking off separate from twilight like now she's gotten the name recognition because of twilight so she's been able to step away and do her other films she's smoking cigarettes in nice she is talking to weird yeah she's wearing wife beaters with her dirty hair all over town and then she has to come (laughs) and like put on a a flannel you know and a wig and a wig. Oh. We'll get to the wig. <laughs> That's going to be its own podcast. Wig, wig watch. Um, but Bella or Kristen is just well. Fresh what's off, the difference between Bella and Kristen? You know, she really they're embodies. really the same. Um, she's fresh off Runaways, also with Dakota Fanning. She and Dakota are fresh off <laughs> Runaways. They're, they're pals here in Twilight, looking at each other dead in the eyes, knowing that they you know hardcore made out just months before. And now they just have to like ignore each other. That's what I was thinking about. 
Um, performances I liked. Here's the performances I liked. Okay. Um, Jasper, the Texan who has to train mm. everybody. Really came out of his shell this movie. He really, he became a character, kind of same in the books, but he was drawing that accent um, and I liked, having a good time. I liked Rosalie for the most part. Yeah. I think she, she pulled it out. She got a big scene and um, I did not like her. how the director handled the scene, but I liked her. I yeah. Think. Um, I love Leah. Mm-hmm. She's the only one delivering lines like her character is thinking of them as she's saying. Them. Yeah, she has about three lines. And they're all kind of like, I almost had it. <laughs> so not a lot there, but I thought enough. What's that? Pause for him. It's fine. Um, I thought a lot of the Cullens were much better this time around. I Either they, they had reined it in show. or some that were. And I do think that. David Slade probably allowed for them to find their own markings. Because I also think Robert Pattinson, who I've not been a fan of these last two movies, mm-hmm. I thought that he was much better this time around. I think he was, I think it's because the studio forced him to be happier in this movie <laughs> or they were going to fire him. And so anytime Edward smiles is when I like him the most. Yeah, I think also like why not let these actors just do what they want to do with these characters at this point. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think they kind of had that going for them. Um, performances I did not like. Oh, before we do Speaking that, one final Colons. performance I liked. Okay. Was um, our favorite in the world, Jessica, as played oh, by Anna Kendrick. Great pull. An amazing valedictorian speech that made us cackle because uh, it was knowingly bad high school re- She like, really was speech. like, I'm going to give this like this character would. You know, acting she did it yeah it was pretty good the line that got us was next time they ask what you want to be you'll be able to say who the hell knows (laughs) (laughs) it was really good um maggie you were saying a performance you did not like carlisle confusing (laughs) we got into a serious habit of doing an impression of carlisle because he's doing an impression of JFK. It is a muddied accent. I can't tell if it's like, is, is the actor British? Is he supposed to be like Southernish? He, is the he actor isn't. The actor is an American actor. Okay. because he He's has, in Nurse Jackie. He has like a, I think maybe he's trying to go for like an old timey voice. It was like a little like, hey, see. But it was most like, when we have some vampires coming here, <laughs> we got to make sure the that we defend ourselves. The newborns are stronger, and you don't want to be caught by surprise. <laughs> it was full JFK. It was nonsense. And it was every line. It did was he, just a little weird. Did he do it last time? No. <laughs> we would have noticed. Because we talked about how much we liked his character for the last movie. <laughs> yeah, they also, we also noticed that they made him look so old. The we were talking about that. Uh, the whole—that's a whole series thing. Yeah, very strange. Because the actor is really young. The character is supposed to be twenty-three, and in Nurse Jackie, he plays like the young doctor. So they could do the exact same thing he did in <laughs> Nurse Jackie. <laughs> they did him dirty. Um, um, okay, so Ben, what would you rate? How would you put these performances? Well, we forgot to talk about. Sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah. Y- yes. Taylor Lautner. Oh. <laughs> Arguably the worst performance of the entire series so far. But he tries harder than anybody else, Ben. That's the problem. You really can see him trying. I made the comment while watching that he would be like your high school's best guy actor. So he would get all the leads. Oh, yeah. He is Sky Masterson and Guys and Dolls at every high school. I was going to say, he plays Birdie in Bye Bye Birdie (laughs) every year. Yep. Um. And it made me question why they hired him for the first movie. Because <laughs> he's so cute. He like has the he has like um a uh, a vibe. Yeah, I think works. But when you have and to it's have like a I'm kind of goofy and tough. <clears throat> yeah, but when you make he him... is a female female, sure. a girl improviser with a backwards baseball cap and a large like sports jersey on in a sketch. Yeah, listen, listen up, guys. Look, Bella, I'm really mad. <laughs> It's like so put on. All of the breathing that Edward had done up until this movie <sighs> got tossed off onto Jacob. <laughs> yeah, it's like they sat down and Rob was like, okay, Taylor, here's how you act mad. Breathe. Only one of her suitors can breathe heavily and it was given to the wrong character. <laughs> the curse. 
Oh, passed along. So Ben, so. out of five stars, the acting total. Mm, I feel like the acting was much better this movie than it had been in the past. <laughs> I can't believe that you're. I was gonna say after all of this, I was well, gonna well, give it a but, two. But I, I thought that the the Cullen clan as a whole. Okay. Okay. Alongside just. The stars being what they were supposed to be. Sure. Even if you don't like what Taylor Lautner was doing. So you're going back to your metric of it is what it's trying to be. I I think that they knew what they were doing. And on other, you know, we'll we'll talk about other things that I'm going to give what zero, one, two stars (laughs) to. But I think I I think for all for all intents and purposes, I think that the acting is going to get a three out of five for me. Okay. Okay. Three is I think I was going to maybe say a C. Yeah. On the other side of. 2.5 2.5 in terms of positivity. But. Yeah. Sure. This is sort of acting and sort of adaptation. So let's roll into adaptation since we already sort of talked about it. Okay. Um, No characters get very much screen time. That's sort of something that happens when you have an ensemble movie. But I feel like you're giving the, you want to give the fans what they want. We saw a lot of the big three, which as a wider fan base is what they want. But the diehards don't get to see much of anybody at all. Alice gets three lines. For, yeah, Alice Leah is a got major two character. Lines. Sam got one. Sam Yuli, who's a huge character, this, at least in presence. Is this also around the time of Pitch Perfect? So Anna Kendrick's star is probably rising. I think Maybe it's a little quickly. before this, Pitch Perfect. But about that time. I think she's about to be in um, Up, Up, and Away. <laughs> up in the air with Thank George you. Clooney. Up in the air. Right. With George Clooney. So that's when her star really rises because yeah, she's think, suddenly in an Oscar-nominated film. But we also only see her for her valedictorian speech and the party afterwards. Yeah. Or her yeah. planning for the speech at lunch with a line and then yeah. the speech. That's kind of all she's given unless you like wrote her into more stuff. Yeah. But it's it's odd. But I guess that gets into the adaptation that it's like, wouldn't you want to give your audience a little bit more from the cinematic experience? In the, in the guise of giving us more of the big three... We lose a lot of the rest of the colons. There are like multiple scenes in the book where Bella goes over to the colons for slumber parties, but Edward isn't there or whatever. There's mm-hmm. a lot more of Alice in the book. And Alice is so fun. She's really good. I think we get we spend so much time getting like the plot points out of the way. Ugh, fuck. And like in their fuck. entirety rather than just like, can we hit the plot, but also like beef out the scene with some fun character moments. We miss out on that. And also, I mean... That's editing, too. They must have shot some of that, and it just never made it in. The Don't read the, the bloopers. If it's shot pretty religiously to the text itself, then why wouldn't you take more cinematic liberties? Because this was a really boring story. Just <laughs> put in... All we needed was, like, a few more reaction shots of the colons. Yeah. They tried a few setup shots. Like, they had the few helicopter shots setting up for the battle and stuff and just like at that point in time it was a little too late mm-hmm. you really couldn't to amp up the scale also yeah. as a total the wolves had that weren't jacob had a what four lines not a lot if that anyway i'm now struggling to wonder how this movie was two hours long when i'm realizing there are about four people in it there was a few false endings. My- for somebody who didn't know how the movie was going to end i really did think it was going to end a few different times before I checked my yeah. phone. So that's, like, oh, that's, how, 40 minutes left. that's how the, the book does the exact same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. ending after ending after ending. I'm going to give this adaptation one and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. It's um, for me, it's artless. So I would, also, I would give it a one. It's just like boring and bad. Yeah. A B and B. Yeah. I'd give it a one probably as well. Okay. Just based on even just the, the story itself, if if they were true to the adaptation, like Yeah. The adaptation wasn't creative and the script as a total, which is what we're grading here, is long and meandering and fucking nonsense. Also, this is an adaptation point for Ben. They make it they make Jacob look better than he looks in the book, I think. Chris? They make Jacob, they really, um, sorry, I was looking at the screenwriter to see what else she's done. This? Um, she's Only? done this. Mm-hmm. Um, Step Up. <laughs> oh, she was, okay, this is the writer for Twilight. It's the same. Yeah. It's throughout. the same woman. She adapted every single one. She probably read Eclipse too and was like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. I don't know this. what to do with this. I hate this. Um. So in the book, Ben, the first kiss um, that Jacob and Bella have, Jacob 
totally is like violent and yeah. forces it. And then she punches him like happens in the movie. Yeah. And then they spend the next rest of the book until the next time they kiss with him being like, I'd do it again. I fucking loved it. It was great. He was like, he's like really gross to her and she has to constantly remind him. I that was not a kiss. You forced yourself on me. I do not like you this way. I want to be your friend. Can you just chill out? And then the last, the big moment, which the movie really, I think, uh, pigeonholes into being a romantic scene. Right. In the book, Jacob fully says, if you don't ask me to kiss you, I'll go kill myself. I definitely yeah. thought from that sequence they were wanting me to... S- Feel for him. Think that that Bella had changed her mind or had like almost agreed with what Jacob was saying that she was just denying it for so long. And had yeah, that's what they're to trying her to do. sort of does that too, unfortunately. But once they're kissing, Bella like tries to push him away and then gets like caught up. And it's, she's like, it's oh, gross. it turns out I was just pushing those feelings aside. And then Edward comes back and he's like, oh, wow, that was really shitty. He was going to go, he was going to kiss you whether you asked him to or not. He just wanted to try and force you by saying he was going to kill himself. Bad it's stuff. messed up. So yeah, she's trying. we're trying to like smooth over the cracks of it, but we're still leaving in the core uh, uh, transgression. Yeah, so it the, just ends up being uh, At that, worse. I'm wondering if like Taylor Lautner is a bad pick because he is so small. And likable. Yeah, like his like his sort of timidity throughout the first two makes him somewhat of an empathetic character this Which time is around. I think what Stephanie's hanging her hat Jacob hat on is that she's done enough to make him like the buddy buddy that you'll forgive what he's doing. Right. And you're gonna buy into his thing of like, we would be better together. Uh, whatever. Let's move yeah. on. We can't just talk about how much we hate Good Jacob. point. That'll be the entire thing. I did see, so she adapted um, Twilight, and she also created and wrote for Jessica Jones. So she really had a glow up, the Whoa. screenwriter here. <laughs> so That is called leveraging. Yeah, she's like, I wrote Twilight. Give me a Netflix show. <laughs> um, I think we should do VFX. Sure, I don't really have a lot of opinions, but it sounds like you But do. we do it every time. Yeah, oh, sure. We do like a VFX slash aesthetics. I think all wrapped in one. So I think we can cover what we always talk, want to talk about is the makeup and the wigs. Yeah. Just yeah. A, a production value in general. Yeah. So. so I think the wolves, which I was such a big fan of in the last movie are worse than this. movie. They're a little different. They first of all, don't spend near as much time. We don't really look at the wolves for as long, except in that one scene where Jacob's a wolf. Yeah. But they like, move laboriously it's odd i yeah. just thought they were odd i was left wondering where the money's not on the screen really so it must where have just all, the all gone to Kristen stewart the the wolves looked less ferocious this time not in terms of like how they were created by the vfx but just in terms of how they were moving they moved much more like i, I almost wanted like uh, Aslan from CS yeah. like this, like very protective type of. I, I didn't get the the ferocity this time. And the face of Seth's wolf does not look like a wolf to me. It looks like a raccoon. Yes, a raccoon. That's just a side note. Um, wig, 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 Stewart. Kristen. It was impossible not to notice. Every scene, Bella has different hair. <laughs> Wild, not just like, oh, I styled it different today or I didn't shampoo today. It sometimes was, it was curly. Sometimes it sat in the middle of her head. Sometimes it looked like she was like Julianne Moore. <laughs> she was like a good 20 years older than herself. It's not even that it was just like a bad wig. It was a bad wig that hadn't been put on her head correctly. <laughs> sometimes it'd be like her widow's peak was like, Shining through. But by a lot. (laughs) Yeah. There was also a weird thing that they, I get that they airbrush the vampire faces because they're supposed to be inhumanly beautiful. Blah, 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 blah. They look like porcelain. They weirdly photoshopped the rest, like photoshopped, but like messed with the faces of the rest of the characters. Bella's face was like a shiny doll. They like, (gasps) they, they, um, 
put weird makeup on everybody and maybe even did some Flat. sort of um I think they must have airbrushed They Kristen must have done maybe they did some like color correction later in post to make their faces look even more digitally made up. Yeah. Um and it just makes it look strange. It makes everything look Vaseline. There were scenes where she looked like she was on a poster, like that level <laughs> of like weird themed yeah. up face, which just doesn't make any sense because we need to see her transform into a vampire eventually. Well, so if we're well, sorry, spoilers. Oh, ben. spoiler, Ben. Oh man. Well, I mean, they <laughs> do. She was gonna so be. They, a wolf. they do keep saying we're gonna get married and become a vampire. They in just August. like. <laughs> September need 13th. to have somewhere need- to go. Kristen can look like a human person. For yeah, a, a because movie. she's going right. to transform, and then all she's going to be is slightly paler with new contacts, and like even thinner. I- Although, <laughs> spoiler alert: she's going to have heavy makeup for um, a particular sequence that involves uh, a medical procedure. <laughs> Um, oh god you, i forgot it is, it is i forgot how we can't we can't we can't we can't <laughs> um speaking of aesthetics and production design we have two different period flashback great moments. great great poll chris and the moment the moment the first um one you're wrong there are three. Oh, you're right yep um the first one is when rosalie's talking about her life as a human in the 19 teens or something <laughs> The moment it happened, I went, oh, no, this movie can't handle this. It looked like in a TV show when they're doing a play on a soundstage. It was like, like a show within a it show. It was so easily a soundstage. It was our town <laughs> twilight. They, they did not try to hide it at all because they only shot on two corners. <laughs> it was like a wet cobblestone street. <laughs> like, where am I supposed to? Am I in, like, London? We were am in I Roger in- Rabbit's. <laughs> We're, we're in like um if you're in like Disney World going on like a bayou boat ride and then you saw this town on the side with this lady in the dress going oh my we also get a split second of red eyed Rosalie in her wedding dress smirking to kill no we should have lingered there we it was sh- fucking insane we should have kept it but then the next one was I've always been sort of theatrical <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, the second one is uh, the Quileute flashback yes. of the vampires killing the I ancestors. Like, why Again? did we have to do this to these actors? Why did we have to make them do this? I hated it. You loved the vampire in this flashback, Chris. You can't say you hated it. You literally said, wow, I love this vampire. I did not say this. He looked like Lestat. You said it, didn't he, Ben? I don't know if it oh, was I love this that vampire. Okay, yes. there's the first yeah. one. No, I called him Bill Nighy V. Yes, that's what he <laughs> said. It's like they really wanted Bill Nighy and they couldn't get him. So I liked him. I was talking about the scene where like the other woman vampire goes to like sure. murder this uh, villain. But it's all part of the same, yeah. same yeah. story. Okay, you know what? You got me. Take me away. Take me away. <laughs> Put me in prison. What I think is that it's like it's like watching like Last of the Mohicans. Again, done by your kids in a play. Yeah, it was like... Um, they figured out how to use iMovie for that <laughs> flashback. Just like sepia tone drop. Yeah. It was pretty tasteless. Last of the Mohicans so is a good smoke. call. It was like... It was a very um, dated kind of uh, scene. There was so much smoke. All I can, I'm trying to picture it, and all I can see is like uh, raw leather and, and like, smoke. Yeah, yeah, racks of like salmon. And, then, <laughs> and just and like... Smoke and just sort of like regionless, storyless caricatures of like a, what a native. Yeah, it was, it was like a, it was like a like. natural history museum <laughs> version of of humans. Uh, a, like a panorama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the third flashback is, of course, our uh, Jasper Civil War gentleman. Maggie made a great point about Jasper's uniform. They make it a union uniform in this movie. He is a Confederate soldier so canonically. I saw he says fighting for the Confederate army, but they've put him in a union uniform. Yeah. So that lowers the value right away. At one what point in production did you think the the costumer and the director had a fight about what he should be wearing or did the costumer say I'm not going to dress someone as a Confederate and no one noticed? Especially the hero of your story. <laughs> yeah. I think the the bigger point about these flashbacks is they could not have made them cheaper. They got a stock footage of man riding a cow a, 
a cowboy a cow? <laughs> a man, man riding, riding a horse. Oh. It wasn't him. It wasn't a close on him. Then we're in random wetlands. Where? <laughs> Are we supposed to believe that's what the Rio Grande looks like? It's not. This is why I'm like, where did the money go? Oh, this is also, <laughs> this goes into the fact that multiple sequences were shot day for night. Yes. Like, where's your money to shoot at night? It's a brightly were, lit scene that's are, blue, and they go, that's nighttime. They couldn't afford extras. Those There was no Civil War battle. Like, there was nothing. They got, like, three newborns yeah, the, for the big battle and for Jasper's The big flashback. battle at the end is about eight people who are probably PAs on the production if, team. If the, if the sequence with Jasper as a Union Confederate soldier... Mm-hmm. If that was shot day for night, I would think that was pretty cool because it would almost be like an homage to old Western movies. Sure. But the fact and that- And we all would have caught it on we all with you. You know what? I understand. I understand that we're we're watching High Noon. But it would have- but Stagecoach, if you will. <laughs> Probably more stagecoach. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I've seen High Noon. It's not day for night. I understand. Uh, but I- <sighs> The fact that the other sequences were shot day for night is just like poor production value. The it, most insane scene in this is the example where um, Edward and Bella are in Florida and the vampires and the wolves are both chasing Victoria in full, it's like fully black and white. That's why we think it's day for night. But the sunlight through the trees on the ground is so starkly bright it's blown like out. It's like high noon. It's not even like moonlight. It's yeah, no, really it's fast fall bright. off. Absolutely. It's so weird. So I think um, overall, our thoughts on the production design and aesthetics Where of this movie. Where do you think the money get, went? I think it might be a producer's level scheme. Yeah. But even with the production value, like just to go back to who it's for, like I'm thinking there's a film theorist. His name's David Bordwell. And he, this is why we bring the doctor on. And mm-hmm. he wrote a book about how to watch movies, which sounds facetious, but His main point is that contemporary audiences are more built on interpreting movies rather than analyzing movies. And that's what he calls middle-level research. So for a movie where you're dealing with teenagers who are also having trouble probably learning to interpret movies at this age, you have so much poor production value because you're having to spoon-feed your movie (laughs) to your audience. Bella does this voiceover. So that's that's where the voiceover comes in is that not only do you have like your color palettes are just driving so much points home to your audience about what is happening. Like we have the sequence of her in Florida immediately to the day for night sequence, Hmm. which is sort of like, like that's, that's a really bad way to make a movie, but that's really good if you're trying to get the point across to some teenagers. And then you have the, the, the narration from Bella that we've had this whole time, but this movie was way worse. This was like, if you could call it working together as vampires and werewolves growled at each other. Yeah. It's like, we, we get it, Bells. So but it's like, we're, this, it's no like as bad as a TV movie. movie. Yeah. There, there, was, there was zero room for, for uh, interpretation within the movie. For, and, and I think that David Slade, who I can't, remember, I can't think of his filmography, but who had been brought in because of his big, the, yeah. like the good work that he had done. I, I just cannot imagine that he was not in there for name only. Like, I don't think he really had any creative control over what was happening. He was someone who could run the ship so it doesn't crash. But, yeah. like, it's on rails. It's going to go to his I, destination. I do, I do credit him with bringing out our Cullen side characters, probably, and, and smoothing out those rough edges. But as a whole, I don't... Who shot the scene where Jane is on the magic carpet and it's like we're shooting through Vaseline? Because whoever that was, I'm mad at we them. We need to find the DP. That was and- insane. <laughs> um, I just feel like we have to, in moments like this, gesture the Harry Potter movies, which are starkly opposite, but for such similar audiences. But they're just like way better. Yeah, this conversation made me think of better. even like a, a movie like the Hunger Games series. Mm-hmm. Those movies have a point of view and how they're presented. Um, they're just made more... And they trust like that as we can see characters as complex and not just thinking and saying. They also use, yeah, that we can see because we have the benefit of a film. Yeah. (laughs) We can see characters and we can learn what what they're feeling. Like what is, I I have to imagine that Bella is our guide for the movie. And yet at every point in time, I don't trust her as a 
trustworthy guy. And we're seeing so much that Bella doesn't see. Right. That doesn't make sense to me from like a just a base level movie point of thing. That like I get it. We would see snippets of things like in the first movie. Like, oh, we don't want to talk about the newspaper every day, so we'll see an attack happening in Seattle. But we're seeing like details of what's happening other places that doesn't that Bella would never know about. Uh, yeah. Okay, production value Ben. <laughs> give us a number. Oh God. Um This is where I would say that the second movie really hit its marks. Mm-hmm. That it was it was made as a good blockbuster movie mm-hmm. without recognizing its star power. And this movie flipped that. So I would have to give this like at, at most a one. Yeah. Oh, what? It was just a very ugly, ugly <laughs> movie. Um, so we have uh we're we're going a little long on this one part, so we're gonna have to do some speed rounds for some interpretation. Okay. Um score. Zero. I think this score was very it must have been done within a week. They must have shot it, and then they said, okay, but the picture's locked. You have a week to do the score. Bouncy theme at the end. Screechy theme when it's stressful. It was just like, the moments when I noticed it, I did not like it, and every other moment, I did not notice it. The first movie had a very stylized score mm-hmm. that was bad, but fun. The second one, we watched as a group, it was mm-hmm. a few months ago, and everyone was like, oh, I remember buying this soundtrack. I remember mm-hmm. doing... This one had none of that, and it almost tried to just replicate what it had. And maybe that's my biggest beef with this whole movie is that it just tried to replicate the second movie and it missed its mark every time. Yeah, where's the soundtrack? There's a couple songs in here, like pop songs. But yeah. They were, they, in, were, they were inaudible. Yeah. yeah, they were not helpful. <laughs> um, Like they were only diegetic. There was like a diegetic muse song right. at the party, at party and that was it. Um, We also usually talk about like general cultiness. So, so on score, I'm going to give it a... Oh yeah, I guess one because uh, I I won't can't give it a zero. Um, general cultiness. I think this ups from the last movie. We the re- horniness is up. We regain our horniness and like the fan serviciness of like when Jacob says I'm hotter than you or whatever. Yeah. That's I love it. I live for keep that. it in, pump it up, sure. Give us more of like, you know, R2-D2 coming out of the smoke and it's him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because at this point, this is this is a movie f- built on fandom. So, right. Sure. I, let, it, let it be. Coming let it be. into this, like without anybody, I, I don't, I've seen the last one, of course, but I could not tell you what happens in it. Mm-hmm. But having worked through it again, this movie almost was more satisfying because as someone who is placing myself as a fan working through the story, I got what I wanted. Which was the three conversing between? They're finally yeah. That, here. that Jacob is just shirtless the whole time, and Edward makes a comment about it, and then we get the funny "I'm hotter than you" line. Yeah, you know Bella's doing her. That it, it was. It really did give me what I wanted, and so I would probably give it like a two or a three in its cultiness. I would give it a three. I think too. I um. Uh, I think it also. Give it, it doesn't a three. reach full Twilight no. fun, but it. I think. It knows itself best in those moments. Right. Twilight's best moment, the first movie, is um, say it out loud, vampire, hop on my back, we're going to run through the woods. Spider monkey. This movie had um, go into this bed that I just bought, beg me, I'm going to beg you to have sex with me. Then (laughs) Edward basically creams his jeans proposing. He's like moaning, saying like, I'm going to court you and date you and I'm going to make you my life. The ugliest ring of all time. <laughs> it made a scream. The wig. All these things come together to make it like wackier than the second one. Yeah. But not quite as wacky as the first. Yeah, it's not as fun. I have to imagine that that was talked about in production meetings of just like you could sacrifice production value yeah for other things like we gotta say i'm hotter than you right that yeah it's when it's when it's in the pocket the test audiences poops their pants they scream yeah so they said we gotta sell tickets i would give it like a three three point five um any other final categories that's usually it Oh, pretty good. So we so gave it overall, an average score of like a one and a half. Maybe a one and a half. Maybe a two. <laughs> maybe a two. I, I was thinking that I would probably give it a two and a half again. Yeah. That it, it did coming in, if I was predicting how my scores had been going the last couple of movies, that this mm-hmm. would be significantly worse. Mm-hmm. But again, all of, all of the trade-offs considered, I was pleasantly surprised with 
No, it's not a good movie. <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised with what I got out of it in terms of my expectations for it. Yeah, I think I think I must be. I think New Moon is at least as bad. Is the I'm, way yeah, I, I, must I can be, say I it. I must be forgetting how bad I the last one the, was. I did not enjoy the last one, though, the last one they went to Italy, and that brings it up to me. So for that reason, oh, that is so true. The performances in Italy, stay in forks. Oh, okay, we have a forks purist. All right, I think I'm willing to say it's exactly as bad and good as New Moon. <laughs> I'm. I think it's this is the lowest point for me. Okay. By um, I think a healthy margin. If you cut this by, um, I'm gonna make a fan edit. I won't. Um, if you just cut literally the 30, pauses between, I think the if we cut 30 minutes from this movie. It would at least, um, I wouldn't be freaked out and think that there's eight endings and be kind of bored, even though I know the story. Like, how many sequences are there of them just laying in bed together talking about the fact that they're different types of people? And also, like, those sequences could work. You, like, want those in this movie that's a romance. Because it's supposed to be a romance. But, like, right. they need to talk like human fucking beings. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. <laughs> let's, okay, cool off, Let's Maggie. cool off. <laughs> All right, um, we're back from the break. Chris spent the whole time talking about Bill Nahi. I will uh, say his name is Bill Nahi. You said Nahi? Like Nahe, like the re- wine region in Germany. Oh, she's bringing out our Dr. Wine over oh, here. Mrs. Culture over here. Mrs. Culture, I get it. He knows movies, she knows wine. Me, all I know Bill is, Nahe. All I know is picking boogers and flicking my. <laughs> Slingshot man, give me a hubba bubba. See you later, dude. Hubba bubba. I'm skateboarding away. Uh, you're skateboarding with your arms out, listening to surf songs. <laughs> yeah, man. You fucking idiot. Don't count forever. Throw me that avocado. Okay, um, Ben, welcome to a segment we call "Here Comes the Sun." Do 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 do. Chris, you never sing along. No, because it's your thing. I'm letting you shine. I like hate, the sun. I hate that. You know, also like the sun. Jacob. Jacob. Yes. In Eclipse, they describe Eclipse. You'll have to listen to our episode. We can't rehash it. We can't do it again. Um, Ben, pick a number one between between one and 30. Oh, um, 15. Oh. Probability. Okay, tell me when to stop. Stop. Um, so we're gonna be reading. Oh my god. <laughs> Maggie is looking at uh what we're reading here. <laughs> Um, so we're going to be reading a quick excerpt from um, Midnight Sun. Again, this is Twilight, the first book from Edward's point of view, released this summer. You need to start right at the beginning. <clears throat> so this is Chris's reading as Edward. As Edward. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bella was not a girl, but a woman. Her legs looked a little longer, as if she'd grown an inch or two. <laughs> and her body had rounded subtly giving a new curvature to her slender frame. Her hair was sable dark, as if she spent a little time in the sun during the intervening years. <laughs> Not many years, maybe three or four, but she was still human. What? Joy and pain washed through me. She was still human. She was aging. This was the desperate, unlikely future that was the only one I could live with. The future that did not cheat her of either life or afterlife. The future that would take her away from me someday, as inevitably as day turned to night. It's still not very probable, but I thought you'd like to know it was there. If you two get through the crisis, this is out there. I don't know what they're talking about. Alice, Thank it's you, a Alice, vision! I whispered. Oh, I see. Alice is telling a vision of Bella when she's older. In the future, Bella is, her hair's a little lighter. She has bigger boobs. And she's a lit- two inches taller. Somehow she grows. When does she grow? <laughs> Her growth spurt is going to be when she's 22. <laughs> I put the car into drive and pulled onto the road again, cutting off a minivan chugging along under the limit. <laughs> this place has places to go. I accelerated automatically, barely registering the process. Of course, this is all you, she thought. She was still picturing the unlikely trio on the sofa. This doesn't take her wishes into account. Then they talk about the future and the vision. It's confusing, it looks like. Well, it sounds confusing. It sounds confusing because I was lost, but wow, what a wild vision. That's bad. That's not good. 
Um, from what I can see from it's all excerpts, it's so from hard this, not to keep reading when we read these. It's so wild. It is so wild to see what Stephanie Meyer thinks boys think about. <laughs> that sounds like a textbook sophomore essay. Essay. Short story. And yeah. also, right. Edward might be a serial killer. <laughs> he sounds so murdery. Well, well I he's, guess a, he's vampire. a vampire. I think that's yeah. sort of the point. You know what? A plus. Five out of five. It is all of Stephanie's writing because you haven't read the books. I it's have not. all pretty much like that. It's that's that's bad. Now you know what we go through. When though. when the it's epilogue, this is a service. The <laughs> epilogue of Eclipse is from Jacob's point of view. It doesn't make any sense. No, he does not think like Jacob talks nope. or acts. It's 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 just like we ugh. need more male vampire writers. <laughs> It's uh, Drew. That's why I'm releasing my book. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a comedy vampire novel. Ben, should we read a guy's parody? Oh my serious God. parody. Ben, from Edward's point of view. Absolutely. This happened years ago. I'm gonna pull. I'm just gonna. You talk okay, to Ben. Okay. I'll pull it up. Uh, I'll talk to Ben. We're getting derailed, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast. <laughs> um. We will never apparently end this Twilight pod because more and more keeps appearing. Um, next week, Maggie and I are going to be talking about um, the novella that Stephanie Meyer released after this book. Fantastic. About guess what character from Eclipse she wrote this book about? I could not even imagine. Just movie. like imagine someone from this movie that we would really want to know their point of view. We need 180 pages of this character. It's got to be one of the newborns. You are you are correct. It's that it's, Brie. It's, it's that little girl who Dakota Fanning murders. How can you write 180 pages about that? I don't Stephanie know. Stephanie can write 180 pages about, about anything. anything. She, at the forward of the book, uh, who is the, her editor? Oh, she thanks her editor in the forward of this novella, saying, "Without her, this book would be nothing." And I think, <laughs> uh oh, what was it before? <laughs> um. So, well, she said she really had to write this novella. Anyway, so we're reading that. Okay. Um, Should we read this? Edward's Twilight, a parody, air quotes around parody. The author is <laughs> Joseph Vaillant, a Twilight fan with a roguish sense of humor, <laughs> lives in a small town of Kinder, Louisiana. He has two university degrees, <laughs> but believes his most important lessons were learned in the school of life. His interests include the paranormal, Horror, science fiction, mysteries, and history. Doe is hard at work researching the zombie apocalypse for a future novel. Who describes their degrees as just two? two. I have two university degrees. Um, and here's the description okay. on the back cover. My fiendish hunger for Jezebella was urgent. <laughs> Her scent was sweeter than any human I had ever smelled, and I eventually dared to creep a few inches more toward her side of the table. More toward? My self-control quivered as I struggled to choke back my desire and restrain my desperate urges. I was deranged with longing and frenzied with sinful desire for this luscious human creature. And my body convulsed with lust as I feel myself <laughs> channeling the spirits of the great vampire masters. Lugazi, Lee, Hamilton, Murphy, Nielsen, Count Von Count. <laughs> I too have convulsed with lust. <laughs> what an image. <laughs> That's what we're gonna, yeah. You gotta read that. Um, one. The reviews are very good. Basically, everyone says this is the worst thing I put my eyeballs on to. Um, I yep. think it'll be an exciting read. So yeah, this this uh, world keeps us spinning. It's six nineteen paperback on Amazon. So I would, Prime Day. I would, I would fund that purchase <laughs> if you guys want to. Wow, a donor, Please. a patron, a patron of the art. Uh, well, that was um, Twilight Eclipse, the movie. Here's what uh -huh. I'm worried about moving Go for forward. It. I'm going to invite myself back for the Breaking Dawn. Yeah, you'll sure. be here. Welcome. But I... You're ready to see some of the nastiest special effects you'll ever see. I cannot imagine that if they have horrifically paced these last couple of movies 
what will they do to put this next book into two parts? Yeah, it's one book that they turn into two movies. And it's about the length of this one. Yeah. So the content, so this movie covered all the content from the book. Imagine that split into two. And now you're going to say, what's it going to be filled with? I assume Muse music videos. I think <laughs> just shots of Kristen Stewart dying. Yeah, over and over. I'm gonna Ben. I'm gonna show you two photos. Okay. Um, from Breaking Dawn, just as a teaser, a teaser. for the audience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we as we start to wrap up here, I'm just gonna Google Breaking Dawn, and I bet that Google will show me what I want. I'm interested to see. I think I know what you want to show him, um, but I'm excited. This is really good um, content for an audio medium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. To know exactly what uh, is being shown Okay, here. here's one. Okay, we're zooming in on the photo, and we're looking. Okay. <laughs> 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 it is a picture of um, a baby. A baby? With big eyes. Wait until you see that baby move. Wait until you see that baby in real time they grow in a time They just get a real lapse. baby? This is a question that I don't know. I think there was a real baby at one point. There was a baby, and then they got a, a robot? There was a robot instead of just animating it, and then they combined the two. This is why you can't say, we'll just fix it in post. And this, then they this started is why computers were a like problem. a girl, like an eight-year-old girl's face onto the baby like a medieval painting. Because they were like, oh, we got to make the baby look like the, the girl actor we got. Do you remember the American Sniper? Remember, they used a they used a baby doll, but they didn't think to hide the baby's face. So the way that Bradley Cooper is holding the baby is like you can evidently see that it is it's just, just a, a baby motionless doll. doll. Yeah, so I don't hey, know you which know one's worse. Though. That's theater. You know, you go to you go to a stage play. That's a doll. Okay, ready for one more. Okay, I, oh, this is ill, Kristen Stewart. Um, as no context needed. No. Ah. Sick what Bella. do you think could possibly be happening there? I have no idea. Yeah, I want to see the behind the scenes on how they achieve this look. Very chiseled jaw. I'm guessing clay and yeah, some contouring. sort of prosthetics to make her jaw look wider there and therefore make it look more gaunt at the bottom. Yeah, because her natural jaw is pretty thin. Yeah, so if you make the top part look bigger. Yeah. Look, guys, I'm a professional makeup artist. Listen, we could have got, done the wig better than this movie. That I'm that is, certain of. That is clear. I've watched. Uh, I've watched a couple videos of drag queens making, uh, uh, you know, cleaning up wigs. Oh, so. I thought you meant making fun of this wig. That I that would watch. Katya, get Bob the drag queen in here <laughs> to to read this wig to filth, honey. <laughs> really good, Chris. It seems like it was very natural. Natural for me. Yeah, Ben, it's been lovely. It has been. We'll see you. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to split. Maybe we'll split the book to give us a break. Yeah. So we'll do like what oh, covers part one. That's a good idea. Then take a break for the movie. We're talking about this live on the pod. Yeah. I like this. this. Is, these are ideas. We'll Honestly, if I had a movie break in the middle of this book, it would it would have given would have me helped. life. Yeah. Because this was hard. <laughs> it but was. I'm, I'm excited for Eclipse to be behind us. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fun episode next week. By fun, I mean we do have to read 200 pages of a nonsense book. Yep. In a, in a week. Yep. Um, and then we're gonna take a moment, and then um, season four. Yeah. Um. Thanks for sticking with us. Our episodes have been late for like a month, and this one is no different. Look, guys, it's a crazy time. Life is so you know different. It just starts going and... Oh, she's doing a valedictorian speech a la Jessica. Who the hell knows? Oh, there she goes. Um, Ben, do you want to plug anything? Uh, Vote. Vote! Vote. (laughs) Elliot. Um, Follow us on Instagram at edwardisavampirepod. You can email us on Gmail at... Shit. <laughs> you idiot. You can email us by using the email address Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. Yeah, use the email address. And vote. vote. No one really commented on my uh, ET impression. My computer's going to die. Elliot, vote. Elliot, vote. Elliot. Yeah, I could not get that. <laughs> okay, Ben did not understand that reference. Stick with the SoCal avocado. Do, do, do JFK. Okay. Oh, yes. E.T. for Tom. <laughs> it's <laughs> not 
what you can do for your country. It's what younglings can do for younglings. That's Star Wars. That's yeah. not Twilight. It's not what you can do for your country. I don't think that's JFK. It's This is this is really embarrassing. I literally could not remember one movie that I have ever seen. <laughs> I literally couldn't remember a movie. I've never seen a movie. Yeah, you did say Twilight. <laughs> I was like, I duh. <laughs>